I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, in the 10th episode of the series Ireland Untraveled, we uncover the story of the Magdalene Laundries, that of an alternative rock band, and the search of a boy for his long-lost mother. Now, we are related by blood. someone else's blood separated from us to someone else's love peraru this little fuse we lit made something in you peraru this little fuse we lit made something peraru i have never seen a better color in you peraru i had never seen a better color right from the start so incomplete but out of nothing we create another heartbeat another heartbeat in the summer of 2009 as the world was still reeling from the impact of the great recession a young man by the name of kieran mcginnis was trying to perfect this song he belonged to an irish alternative rock band delorentos inspiration struck while the band was touring spain he saw the word peraru on a wall of graffiti it meant a little firecracker It was also the Spanish slang for a loose woman or of loose morals which became the perfect juxtaposition he was looking for. But why did Kieran McGinnis want to write a song about a little firecracker and a woman with loose morals? Around the same time in 2009 I was pursuing a master's degree at Mica a communication school located in the sleepy village of Shela on the outskirts of Ahmedabad. We were studying foundational sociological texts on the interplay of gender and religion and a professor used to screen a film after each class. The film he screened was The Magdalene Sisters which was loosely based on the lives of four women who used to work in the Magdalene laundries. These laundries primarily washed clothes for institutions such as hospitals, state departments of fisheries, education, health, justice and agriculture. The laundries also housed its workers. who were fallen women women who had children out of wedlock but the workers also included women who had been raped who were seen as of low character or just for being too beautiful the irish state viewed illegitimacy and sexual activity out of wedlock as grave social problems and it outsourced the job of dealing with them to religious orders the church considered the laundries as an essential service to protect the faith of the baptized catholics from proselytizing influences and to rescue baptized catholics who have already fallen under them i distinctly remember that by the time the film ended i sat in numb silence as the end credits rolled no one in my class of about 120 moved from what the film depicted the magdalene laundries were far from an essential service through the 18th and the 20th centuries An estimated 30,000 women were confined in these institutions in Ireland. What seemed like a genteel institution from the outside 
was a house of unspeakable horrors. These women were economically, socially and sexually abused on an industrial scale. The orders profited off the labor of these women, but that was not even the worst thing they did. Most of these women were separated from their children and shamed into giving up their kids for adoption. The adopted kids often had forged paperwork and were sent to America. Around the time, Ireland did not have any clear adoption laws. The Catholic Church only protested these adoptions because they wanted to be sure that the children were being adopted by Catholic families. However, many of the kids did not even get a chance at adoption. One in every three illegitimate children born alive in these mother and baby homes died within a year of birth. The death rate was five times that of other children. A report by the Department of Local Government and Public Health noted that a child born in a slum and placed with a foster mother had a higher chance of survival. In his 1989 memoir, James Deeney, the then chief medical advisor to the Department of Health, visited a well-run and spotlessly clean mother and baby home. The high death rate did not make sense to him, so he stripped the babies to examine them. He wrote, Every baby had some purulent infection of the skin and all had green diarrhea, carefully covered up. The deaths had been going on for years. They had done nothing about it, had accepted the situation and were quite complacent. It was clear that morality was a more urgent concern than mortality. But what happened to the children who died? 2012, Duam, a town in County Galway. A woman called Catherine Corless published an article in the Journal of Old Duam Society in which she reported her finding that some 800 children had died in the Tuam home. Excavations carried out in 2016 and 2017 found a significant quantity of human remains aged from 35 fetal weeks to 2 to 3 years. Carbon dating confirmed that the remains date from the time the home was operated by the Bonsecours order. Initially, Catherine Corless only wanted a plaque or statue as an acknowledgement of those who were buried there. She made strong efforts to allow the religious sisters, the church and the county council to take the initiative. She brought them information she compiled, thinking they would want to know. Nobody cared, she said. That really got to me. The revelation stunned Ireland. Many of these children were buried in unmarked graves. A detailed search through the archives revealed that many of them had no burial records. What was worse, that the locals knew about the two arm sites since 1972. Not only the church and the state, but even society was complicit in murder. But if all children were baptized at birth, why were these children buried in unmarked graves? Author Kaylin Hogan, in her book Republic of Shame, sums it up succinctly. Illegitimacy and sexual transgression needed to be hidden even in death. When the institution of family was more venerated and protected than the individuals who constituted it, the result was mass graves. Upon death of priests who were serial abusers, the church went to great lengths to bury their bodies in consecrated ground. The children did not receive any such respect. The logic of secrecy and shame that underpinned the institutions may also explain why the religious order did not keep records of the burials. 
Additionally, the double standards let men off the hook, as though women had the amazing capacity to self-impregnate. The uncovering of the mass graves in Tuam brought about a time of national reckoning. A formal state apology was issued in 2013, and a 50 million pound compensation scheme for survivors was set up by the Irish government. The religious orders which operated the laundries have rejected activist demands that they financially contribute to this program. Meanwhile, Kieran McGinnis, member of the alternative rock band Delorentos, revealed his motivation behind writing the song. Kieran was born in Besboro mother and baby home in Cork in the early 80s, run by the Sisters of the Sacred Hearts of Jesus and Mary. He was adopted by a loving and caring family and had a healthy childhood. However, due to fear or not wanting to upset his adoptive parents or maybe just not wanting the stress he never looked for his birth parents until he did he found out that his mother was alive and had said that some day she would be happy to get in contact she ended up writing a letter to him and discovered that he had three half sisters and a brother The first time his mother saw him was not in person but on a talk show the late late show with James Corden where he performed Peraru he finally had closure now we are related by blood someone else's blood separated from us to someone else's love when they finally met she told him that getting his letter had freed her from that secret she kept apologizing he told her again and again that she had nothing to be sorry for and not just his mother all the women abused by the state the church and society have nothing to be sorry for it takes a village to condone abuse and we must always remember that if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ibm network You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram.